Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. On this episode, Grassroots Bargaining takes our microphones out to New York State where there's a lot of things going on when it comes to the adult use market. We know now that the first issuing of conditional adult use retail dispensary licensees or CAURD licensees are being granted to the first retail dispensaries for legal adult use cannabis sales in New York State. And I've had the luck to get, actually talk to one of those uh, licensees that is now just recently opened their new housing works dispensary uh, located at 750 Broadway in New York City. And I'm here with the CEO and founder, co-founder of Flores Farms, and also the founder and CEO of Head and Heel CBD. I'm here with Carly Miller Hornick. Carly, thanks for being on with us. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So congratulations. So great to hear that you are one of those first companies that are going to be out there now, finally, in Manhattan, Big Apple, the big, greatest city in the world, finally now encompassing and enjoying the fact that you now have cannabis and CBD in dispensaries like yours, now available, and also uh, family-owned and operated, and also a woman-owned cannabis brand. Talk to me about the impact that this has done. This actually, the dispensary opened up on December 29th, so we're about, about a month out. Talk to me about how things have gone so far and the impact this has made. Yeah, this has been a really exciting time for our company. We started in 2010 as a small backyard farm uh, and started growing veggies and still do. Uh, we're a USDA certified organic vegetable farm. Uh, and we still grow actually over 30 acres of vegetables on our farm that we sell through our community supported agriculture program and through farmers markets. And we actually supply sweet green in Manhattan with all their carrots. So, you know, we've been poor farmers for a really long time working to really feed our communities. And in 2018, we started growing hemp. And this year we started growing cannabis. And when I started with our company in 2016, there were just six of us. And now we're almost at 50 employees. So, you know, making a profit on vegetables is really hard and supporting multiple families off of a small family farm is really challenging. Um, and my co-founder and I have really always wanted to create uh, stable, well-paying jobs for people in our community. And that's really what this new market in cannabis has allowed for us to do. So now we're at 50 employees. Right. We might even double that by the end of this year. I want to ask you about the, the process when it comes from cultivation to the dispensary, because obviously I don't know uh, the, the the makeup of what you have in terms of the the backdrop for the farming and being able to get that product into New York City, into Manhattan and Broadway and 8th. Is there a lot of obstacles when it comes to 
that connection to keep the cultivators cultivation part and the dispensary part together because of such a big city and such a big infrastructure to get around. Well, there are endless obstacles in cannabis just because it's cannabis and we're still operating uh, as a federally illegal product. So, you know, we started growing our plants in May. um, And so it's been a really long process from May till now in December to finally launch. We had to go through lots of compliance audits uh, with the Office of Cannabis Management. We had to create fully compliant packaging, which was almost an eight month process. Uh, So it's been challenging the whole way through. Absolutely. But we made it across the finish line and we were one of the first to make it across the finish line. And we're really, really proud of that. It was a huge lift uh, that required a lot of teamwork. And I'm just really proud of everything that we've accomplished coming from, you know, being such a small company. We're not highly funded like the MSOs. We don't have venture uh, capital pouring into our company, we really bootstrapped this and made it work. And I'm just so proud to see New York actually launch with an equitable industry with a nonprofit opening the very first dispensary, Housing Works, and today the very first Black-owned dispensary opening Tuesday, January 24th, right, uh, right down on Bleecker Street in Manhattan. Um, and that the industry launched with small farmers. Uh, they actually gave us a chance to enter the market. And yeah, it was... Um, you know, it was a challenge the whole way through, but we made it. Mm-hmm. I want to also make point that you were just talking about right now, the the new social equity licensee, the first one that's going to open up their dispensary, Smack LLC. That's Roland Connor. Congratulations to him. Yeah, uh, they're coming- opening right now. Yeah. They opened their doors at 10 a.m. today. So a bunch of our staff is down there celebrating with them. Good to see the New York Cannabis Social Equity Investment Fund that Governor Hochul put into place is actually going to be effective. And I'm looking forward to going and find out more about it. I would love to go and talk to Roland at some point on the program and learn how everything's worked out for that process so far. It just even obstacles there when it comes to the social equity licensing. And I'm glad you're supporting that cause as well. I mean, obviously, woman owned and understanding just the plight of that social equity is very important. What I'll also ask you about is when I look through, you know, just seeing all that you're doing, you're also very, for yourselves, I know it's very much when it comes to cultivation, it's your sustainability, you're worrying about soil health, animal welfare, animal welfare, social fairness, and various other causes that are important to you. It's also important for, you know, it's important for the environment, obviously very progressive minded. So packaging made from sustainable materials, Uh, Your operation is going to be solar powered by March of 2023. And you've been planting trees and shrubs on your farm, 400 of them to be exact. And that's to not only sequester carbon, but storing it away in the soil instead of flowing it in our ozone. So on top of everything else, everything is is a do-good kind of feel with what Florida Farms is doing. Yeah, well, thanks for doing your research. Yeah, you know, we we came at this from being organic farmers. My business partner and I met in a six-month course on sustainable agriculture back in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very passionate about um, building a sustainable supply chain for both food and medicine. Um, so when we started out as a as an organic farm, you know, it was our mission to make sure our products were certified organic, that we were following regenerative farming practices to improve our so- soil instead of um, hurt hurt the planet. And 
then we actually farm on a 200 acre farm. And it's really interesting because we rent the property and uh, year over year, we're converting what was conventional farmland that is growing far, uh, corn and soybeans uh, over to an organic regenerative farm. So we grow over a hundred varieties of vegetables, over 10 different varieties of hemp and over 60 different varieties of cannabis now. Um, and it's all about keeping things diverse uh, and sustainable. Uh, that's the way we don't believe in monocropping. We don't believe in spraying pesticides and we don't believe in adding a bunch of plastic into uh, our planet's uh, <laughs> dumps. So we've worked really hard to try to pick the most sustainable packaging options possible. And we're working towards having as much of our packaging be at home compostable as possible. The, the cannabis industry really needs to catch up with where we're at from a sustainability mission. Um, and so I'm really excited to see that New York actually is requiring sustainability um, by January, 2024, as far as packaging goes, um, all plastic has to be at least 25% ocean bound plastic. And we're going to try to push further than that. And when the states regulate like this, it makes the packaging companies have to innovate um, and to really stay relevant. So yeah, everything yeah. from the way that we farm to the way that we package our products, we have the planet in mind. And you know, you think about where Colorado and California have always kind of been playing as role models for what the rest of the industry is for every legal uh, medical or don't use market that is green lit. The thing is, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done too is that with new york i mean that, that was always the institution of where social equity sustainability and i hope also it's always an underlying subject subject for me is always compliance and that's also i think flies into the same area of sustainability because that's the quality you have to have out there all the issues when it comes to lab results i know you do that very extensively as well it's important because in a state like new york state we need to see the role model that's rolled out here that's been laid out by the cannabis board and those out there that New York state is, is the, that's where the microscope, that's where the looking glass is going to be right now for federal legalization. They want to see what New York looks like. It's the same way where they said where Senator New York, Chuck Schumer, he saw what Colorado was doing, was weary about what was going to happen. He tells political, no, you know what? 
after 10 years of how they've been doing in that market, I'm now supporting legalization. And he's been very vocal and has been very supportive, along with uh, Senators White and, and Booker, to try to get passage of any legalization that's out there, even if it's a safe banking, safe banking act and trying to wedge it into the National Defense Authorization Act or anything else in a lame duck session. So I give credit where credit's due. And Absolutely. when he sees what's going on, I think, you know, also he was very imperative what he did in New York in terms of what was being done. And also before Governor Cuomo had to leave, you know, leave office, signed the bill, brought this into play. New York, it's crucial that everything's done right here. And that's one thing I want to be cognizant of. What is it with the response been so far and how how have things been getting off the shelves so far when it comes to Florence Farms? It has absolutely surpassed our expectations. Um, you know, in New York City right now, there are at least two sticker shops on every block operating as if they are legal dispensaries, literally with A-frame signs outside that says legal dispensary this way. Consumers are confused about what is legal and what is not. Um, there's cannabis being sell- sold in the streets and the parks everywhere. And so there was a real concern, like, are people going to show up? for this legal dispensary where the prices are higher um, and the lines might be long. And on opening day, the line stretched four blocks long, all night long. And all of us were um, in disbelief about how many people showed up. And when I talked to people in the line, you know, why are you here? Why are you waiting? You know, everyone was saying, I want a product I can trust. I want a product that's tested, that I know what's in it, that's safe. So there absolutely is a market for that in New York State. The line still a month later is down the block. It hasn't shrunk. Um, You know, they are the one and only open dispensary in New York State. So I think as more dispensaries open up, this Bleecker Street dispensary opening today is only a 10 minute walk Mm -hmm. from Housing Works. Um, Hopefully the lines will get a little bit shorter and people will have more access, um, be able to get in there more quickly. But you could always place an online order. They have a a quick Mm -hmm. self-serve. to get you in and out of there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the response has been incredible. We've been getting a lot of reviews back from people using our products that are loving the flower. There is a lot of uh, misconception about the quality of outdoor flower. All of the flower grown in New York this year was grown outdoor. Um, and so a lot of people say, no, you can't have quality flower outdoor. It has to be grown indoor. Uh, but our flower is beautiful. It smells great. It has great terpene profiles. And most important to most people, it has great potency. Our products are testing between 20 and 30% potency on our flower. And that's- Well, let me, I'll, I'll ask you about that in a minute. But what I want to go back to is yeah. uh, when it comes to dispensaries out there, obviously seeing more dispensaries legal, we want to see more of those. We want to see more licenses being granted and more shops opening up as we speak. Uh, the only thing I know is that uh, on our Blunt Business program, which I host, coming up in February, and I'm actually going to be recording this today after I finish with you, uh, we're going to be talking to a le- an attorney that's based in Long Island that is servicing the New York State market with all the issues when it comes into getting licenses and all the other obstacles that are going on within New York, because right now there's still, still a lot of things that are going on. Uh, N- NYPD just recently reported over 1,300 illegal marijuana stores selling without a license. And we're seeing issues where New York State also is very cracking down on any advertising design to appeal to children or minors. A lot of things going on with labeling, packaging, advertising. They're very cognizant of that. They're they're cracking down hard on it. So obstacles we've talked about. Yeah. The fact that we have all these other things where all these good stores are coming into play, like housing works where forest farms, you can find the product. But the thing is, there's all these other things that are going on. We need to go and be cognizant of find ways to 
work past all this. Now, when it comes to the product, obviously you have, let's go into the product line itself. Yes. Floristfarms.com. So florist, you know, just like where you buy flowers, floristfarms.com is where you find everything at. A lot of products in there when you have flowers, gummies, joints, vapes, and also you got your own personal swag. Let's talk about real quick about the product line. So you have, uh, first of all, the, let's go to the eights and the eights you have are 3.5 grams. Mm-hmm. And some really interesting flavors you have for wedding cake, La Bamba, Gush Mitz, banana and runts, uh, banana runts and re re and yeah. between 19 and 29% THC. You have the vapes, which, which are either half gram or one gram. And on top of that, you have the rechargeable vapes in the same sense. Talk to me about, which, uh, about the product line and what you selected and take me inside, you know, what flavor profiles you decided to go with when it comes to the turn peaks and the product line that you decided to roll out. Yeah, so um, we did extensive research this year in New York. We grew over 60 varieties of flower. Um, It was the first time growing a lot of these strains outdoor in New York, so we didn't know what to expect, so we really wanted to experiment. The first five strains that we launched that you mentioned, um, we wanted to make sure that we had an indica, sativa, and hybrid uh, option for everybody, um, and exploring all different kinds of flavors from vanilla to lemon to pine to gas everyone has their favorite terps. So uh, there's a whole mix of them in there. And we tried to make our packaging really easy to understand, especially on our joints and our pre-rolls. You can get an idea of what that's going to taste like and uh, how you're going to feel from it. Um, On our vapes, oh my gosh, I did so much product research this year on vapes. I probably had over 40 varieties of cannabis-derived terpene blends from Terpene Belt Farms and tried them all. We did a huge taste test and smell test with all of our employees to identify which ones we loved. And we narrowed it down to three. And we launched with, again, a sativa, an indica, and a hybrid strain. But we will be launching more strains every single month um, with both our vapes and our flower as it becomes available. Um, But we really they looked also at what strains were most popular in other states and what mm-hmm. were really selling well. So that's how we ended up with our Blue Dream vape. It's one of the top selling vapes in the country, vape okay. strains in the country. So we really tried to bring something to market that we know people are already really loving enjoy- and enjoying. Um, and especially on our gummies, that was also, um, you know, my job was to uh, pick all our whole product line, create all of our packaging. And I had to test everything because my wow. business partner doesn't consume cannabis anymore. So I had over oh. 35 varieties of gummies this summer and over 40 varieties of vapes that I had to test out, um, which was both fun and challenge- challenging. Narrowed it down to about three or four each. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Wow. It was a lot. But, you know, I really wanted to land on flavors of gummies that were nostalgic, you know, that I, that I love, like peach and sour watermelon, uh, sour green apple, strawberry, raspberry, you know, all these flavors that people just really enjoy. Um, so we were looking to make sure that we had variety, um, that we had great flavors, that we had great terpenes, and that we had a quality and consistent product. Um, I think that's really what's missing from the illicit market is, especially with edibles, knowing how much you're taking and being able to trust that yeah. 
you know, it's actually 10 milligrams when it says it's 10 milligrams. And mm-hmm. on opening night at the dispensary, we saw so many people walking out with those gummies. And I just knew that they were all going to have a great night and enjoy those gummies just like <laughs> I was. You know, my friends right. and I had a gummy. We went out for some soup dumplings and we had so nice. much fun. Um, you know, it's such a great alternative for me. I stopped drinking over a year ago. And so to have something that oh. I can trust, that I can consume, um, and that I know is properly dosed is just such an enjoyable experience. And I'm just so glad to be able to bring that to the New York consumer. I mean, I was gr- I grew up in New York. I went to college in New York. I live in New York. And I've been consuming cannabis um, since I was about 18 years old. So as a consumer, I know what I like and what right. I want. Um, all of our employees are extremely passionate about cannabis. And so we all worked together to make sure we were putting out a high quality product that really- I can only it. imagine in New York, especially when you're going to go to housing works and you're like you said, if you're going after gummies or anything like that, and then that kind of the craving of just whatever food you got street vendors, any mm-hmm. kind of like good hole in the wall places up in New York. I mean, I know the food's great. I mean, there's enough TikTok videos out there of creators. That, oh, <laughs> let's go to this place. Let's go to Joe's. Let's go to the, Oh my God, stop. Okay. But <laughs> I'm, I love what you're doing over there. And I love that New York state has a group like force force farms, like yourself, passionate and compassionate. And, you know, regard for everyone that's out there and also regard for the environment and for those around us. I really appreciate the message you're putting out. I love what you're doing over here. Again, congratulations on Florida's Farms being a part of one of those first dispensaries now putting out for legal adult use and a lot of great product line out there. Again, let's send to the website, floristfarms.com. And uh, for people to go to the website, as we wrap things up, take a minute to go and tell people what they should be looking at when they go to the website and where they can go and find the products if they can find it in real life. Sure. So on the website, you can explore all of our different products. You can read descriptions about them. Um, Currently, you can find our products at Housing Works Dispensary at 750 Broadway and at Smacked Village, um, which is, I think it's 144 Bleecker. I believe it's about a 10-minute walk from Housing Works. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also have a sister brand called Head and Heal, which you mentioned. Um, you can find that on the Flores Farms website as well. Head and Heal focused on CBD and other hemp products, but we'll also be launching a line of four THC and functional um, cannabinoid tincture blends in the near future here. So you can find our CBD at headandheal.com. We ship nationwide um, and you'll be able to find it hopefully in a few weeks in the dispensaries as well. And we hope to have at least 150 dispensaries by the end of 2023 wow. hopefully some more up here upstate in our hometown i know they're going to be announcing some more licenses um in the next ocm meeting so mm-hmm. right now uh there's the two in manhattan but more coming in new york state soon again i've been joined with carly miller hornick founder and ceo of florist farms and head and heel cbd again floristfarms.com find everything there carly thanks for so much for making time with us glad to have you on and best of luck Thank you for having me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.